the long-awaited return of a podcast nobody remembers nor cared about. The Click Clack Report is back. I'm Gamecock Central Multimedia Specialist Jeff Tyner. We'll be joined by Aaron Weiss. Oh, this ain't your mama's Gamecock podcast. There's not going to be a lot of X's and O's here. This is going to be two guys talking about how this team is perceived. We got a little bit of some Hollywood magic. What are what are Will Muschamp's favorite kind of movies? Who knows? I bet you might want to know. We do. Ellis Johnson bringing that floppy hat back to Columbia. There's just so much to be excited about, and we're going to talk about it. So without further ado, it's the Click Clack Report return. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to uh, the, the the Click Clack Report. This is the official Click Clack Report episode, are we right? It's official, yeah. Official. Officially. We're back. Uh, as as it was uh, low, that was many years ago. It's now mul- we're coming on multiple years now. Yeah, we're coming out because what? When do we? No, you know it is. It's past multiple years now. It's two years. I think. Two years. Yeah. Wow. Wow. How about that? Things have been. Things are very. It's a very different. World <laughs> it's very different. For Gamecocks world. since the last. Yeah, I mean, podcast. We were, our last we podcast, were riding high. Our last podcast was before the twenty fourteen season, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was the summer before. Yeah. No, so, summer before twenty thirteen season. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Because it, it was before I started working for Gamecock Central. That's right. There you, you know? go. I mean, yeah. You want to talk about really radically different. Right. A completely <laughs> different world. It's, it's like totally we, emerged, we emerged from the vault. Yeah. Uh, and there is a wasteland among us. Yeah. We came out of there and uh, turns out, oh, oh no. Oh no, it's not, not as good as it was before. But I mean, I guess there is now, you know, officially well, uh, a reason for... The for, next chapter has at least started. Next, there you go. Next chapter has started. They've turned the page. Uh, I don't know what what that page is actually looking like, but it's a, it's a, it is it's a, a page. It's a debatable page, but I think all associated will agree that it's a different page, an absolutely different page. It's not the same copy of the page. You're not turning and go, hey, who, what bozo printed two of the same pages? I'll say this: it's it's definitely an interesting page. Yeah, because we were talking about so. this. Is that? You know, now we're coming on third coach in a row, where bit of a bit of a goofy fella, bit of a goofy fella <laughs> in his own way. Yeah, he's definitely his own man. He is a totally different brand of goofy from Steve Spurrier and Lou Holtz. Yeah, I appreciate it. Please sit down. I promised everybody a dollar if you'd stand up when I walked up here. I don't. I didn't bring that many dollars, so. Uh... But he's we were we are fresh. We just rewatched uh, the the introductory presser, and uh, he's yeah he's just himself. And it's not like he's you. We both like his voice. We both think his voice is definitely distinct. Very much so. It's hard to pinpoint why. Like it's hard to pinpoint when. I mean, of course, you know we, we everybody knows him as a, as a kind of a bit of a crazy guy on the sidelines or whatever. Very emotional. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's quite an angry fellow on the, on the sidelines. And yeah. then, you know, he's kind of just, just, you know, typical, kind of slightly dopey, just regular guy. Talks about, acknowledges that he's a, a blue-collar man. He does want you to know that. I don't know, he strikes me like, his voice sounds almost like he sounded that, that exact same way in high school. Ooh, yeah. I get, I get exactly what you're talking about. Like, he's only sounded, it's just... just I don't know. I picture that guy in Varsity Blues. I picture Will Muschamp <laughs> in Varsity Blues, even though he's from Georgia. Like 
he would have been in that movie. Yeah, he would have been like, like he would have been one of those guys. He wouldn't who, actually have played on the same team as James Vanderbeek. Oh heavens no! He's like they would have been. Yeah, you know, he would have been the guy on the, on the other team who you know. He would be on defense naturally. Def- yeah, naturally on defense. You know, so I could see him being like like the like a slow white cornerback. Well, he was a just, was he a DB or was Kirby Smart a DB? We were just talking about how him how he and Kirby Smart are nearly identical. It's creepy. It is. It's it's very weird. I'd say that Kirby Smart. He has much more. We're looking at like a citizen <laughs> like propaganda photo yeah. from his press conference. It's like, looking up at him like he is Jesus Christ. He's thinking really hard. Yeah. I, I mean, just it's picture. A very, it's a very inspiring photo right there. I picture the Georgia athletic offices having long banners now. Yeah. Oh, God. Let's say smart. Let's say think smart. Think smart. And then this picture, this oil painting resides over the. All of the athletics. God, what is about the haircut, though? He's got that haircut. They both have X They both have that haircut. Yeah, that 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 make them haircut. that make them seem much older than they actually are. Right? Will Muschamp's only forty four. Right? Forty four. He's a young coach. Plum young. And Plum. I, but you know, if you had asked me, you know, before I found out he was forty four, how old I thought Will Muschamp is, I was at fifty three. And I'm pretty sure uh, Kirby Smart's like thirty nine. Thirty nine. And I. It's crazy. Such an old-looking thirty-nine. He's a very old. Looks at least forty-six. He just—it's a dad haircut for one. They both have dad haircuts, which they're of dad age. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's that the particular type of of like he's just you know just that sort of regular guy. You know, looks like he could you know. You'd see these guys at a Lowe's on a Saturday. If they weren't football coaches, they'd be do-it-yourselfers. Oh yeah, they'd be getting it done. Totally, absolutely, and he's. Definitely the guy, you know, oh, go, likes to go fishing. Mm-hmm. He has his own pontoon boat, probably. You know, Lord knows he's lucky for that. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I mean, but then, you know, you look at him, and yet, some, Will Muschamp's got the crazy in the eyes. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's the major X factor. He's, he's got crazy. Kirby Smart has, seems to have less of a personality, but I say that as an uneducated Alabama watcher. I mean, I can't say, yeah, I really can't. I don't you. watch it, too, but, you know, but obviously we all did a little research on him when he was the number one candidate, or, or the 1B. Yeah. But yeah, he just doesn't... I'll say that. Muschamp's got charisma, and I'm, like I said, out outgoing charisma. Yeah. Naturally outgoing charisma. Like, it doesn't he's, seem like he's trying too hard either. It just seems like... You really believe that's just him. Yeah. Uh, that's why, uh, you know, we're... You know, some of the stuff in you know, the press conference, you could tell, you know, talking about the school, you know, just in terms of, you know, saying that how he wanted to win... Win the state back, you know, basically in terms of recruiting and, and all that. You can tell, like, he, I think he, he's not just taking his job just because it was offered to him. Yeah. You know, he definitely has he, a real strong... He said interest. that he had heard from some other teams, too. I would be very curious who. Because, I mean, there were a yeah. billion openings. Yeah, and I never really heard his name attached to anybody yeah. else. But, uh, I think it's a good... I, I think it's as good as it can be. As good as it can be. That's, yeah. Forget that Jack Nooks movie as good as it gets. It's as good as it can be. <laughs> you know, if they wanted to go into a little Fockers area for the sequel, <laughs> they could do that. Ch- you know, ch- skew the title a little bit. All right, now look, Fopper. I'm a patient man. That's what 19 months in a Vietnamese prison camp will do to you. Um, but how we, so, so Muschamp, that's Muschamp's Muschamp. Do we feel how do you feel about his assistants already coming over? Basically, two guys he's worked with, he's worked with before. Once again, these are I don't know of Bobby Bentley as well as our people from the upstate in Midlands. Bobby Bentley. He's I mean, well, let's put it this way: 
since you're an out-of-stater. Out of I am an out-of-stater. I'll give you what little bit that I know of Bobby Bentley, and that was he was the head coach of Burns during the time, I'm assuming, when Marcus Lattimore. I think his last season was like 2012. Mm. That, so that would have definitely overlapped with Marcus Lattimore. But around that time, dude, Burns, only hearing about them being a low country kid, I mean, you'd still hear about Burns a good bit. When a, a school from I mean, South Carolina is on ESPN, it was usually Burns. They won a lot. I mean, you they could tell were, me that if it was, it was just Mar- Marcus Lattimore's high school, I'd be like, oh, that team that probably won a lot, a lot of yeah, games. Before <laughs> Marcus Lattimore, and they haven't had a ton of successful college prospects, but like... Willie Korn, I don't know if you remember that name. I was a little bit before your time. I feel like I would. I feel like I would remember the name Willie Korn. Uh, he was like he was your Jason Street. He was the he was like a five, I think it was five star at one time, and then eventually downgraded to a four. He was the same year as Steven Garcia. Okay. That was like that was the big deal. Each school got a hot shot quarterback. Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus, um, and he he fizzled out. Um, so Lattimore is like far and away one of their better. Better guys, but yeah, Bobby Bentley's supposed to be a big deal. He's running back coach. I th- I don't think he was a position coach at Auburn, um, but they said they said like offensive associate. Yeah, yeah, specialist. like one of those one of those weird staff positions. But yeah, he should I would imagine be a solid recruiter. He's got a lot of pull. That means huge. He's you know, Muschamp really does seem to be like even before he was hired, he was like obsessed with like finding the like the guys associated with South Carolina. I mean, you know, he found it. Mm-hmm. Went and talked to Marcus like a few days before he was hired. Yeah, which was a good move. Yeah, definitely a good move there. And I mean, he's he, he seems to have like a genuine affection or an attraction for the state and like wanting to do things here. And, and people like him. He's got a he's got yeah. a, he's got a, a real camp of coaches that really respect him and like him. Uh, the defensive coordinator T. Rob. I really don't know much about him at all, but I do. I have since learned of his reputation as a recruiter, mm. and that should get everyone excited that because is. we haven't seen good recruiting in a long time, and most of that was just a product of kids being in state. Um, and there's also talk of Ellis Johnson. He'd be people in state love him too. Coming on back, Ellis Johnson. Bring bring that big old hat of his back. Oh, I've missed that hat. You know, it's missed not, that hat. <laughs> they had big floppy ones in his absence, but just they they weren't to the same proportion as his. <laughs> like I mean, that hat was like I don't even know where to begin with it. It pretty much was his own parachute. Like it was like a, it was like a sombrero except like flattened out. <laughs> it was like, like, like if you flattened out a sombrero. <laughs> it was like Charles from Brooklyn Brooklyn Nine Nine's fishing hat <laughs> stretched out. <laughs> <laughs> just like really, you know, gotta get a lot of coverage. He, yeah, you know, he, he burns well, you know, easy. Burns he, easy. He's out there a lot. He burns easy. <laughs> burns easy. Um, he's an old man. Well, Muschamp. Uh, what's like? A, like what's? What do we expect really? Like from him? Like going for it? Because just sort of as a personality wise, like because now, like obviously, like right now, he's going through what every head coach goes through, is where they meet the meet the you know fan base and stuff like that, and you know they they act you know. Civilized in a certain manner, like it's. Where so are you we, saying what happens when thing when he I starts know, losing when, games? When's his first bungle gonna happen? Like when is he gonna screw up? And how, how do we expect? Do you think like to screw up? Are you are you asking how? Why is everyone gonna be mad at him, or how is he going to handle people being mad at him? Because people are totally gonna get mad at him, whether it's at his fault or not. Yeah, like like when's when's the first time that we like we see him do something in a practice or hear a certain story about him? And we're just like, huh, it's kind of weird. <laughs> like, spring, I'd say spring I practice. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. If it's just smart, the game. If, 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 if what we're saying is, is, is if you read it and you go, huh, I think that's going to happen pretty quick before it must happen. That's not necessarily a good or a bad thing. That's just, 
He's gonna. It's gonna be a lot different than the Spurrier. Like the Spurrier thing was getting really stale towards the end. And whether you're pro yeah. or, or anti Spurrier, like he had a success, and that was in the rearview mirror. And it, things were just stale. They were boring. Yeah. Things are not going to be boring, it's no definitely, matter what. Definitely know? always harder to take a personality when there's losing. As yeah, to winning and too. it's like even if they, even if Carolina and I've heard one person say, if they're six and six, that should be an accomplishment, and everyone should be pleased with that. So let's say he finishes below that, which wouldn't be a stretch. You know, let's say they go, I don't know, five and seven. Yeah. I feel like, man, this... this... It will still, I'm saying it would still be, it would have to be more enjoyable to watch. Yeah, sure. Even if the... Let's, Even on defense, at least. Yeah, like... My God. <laughs> just because I don't think... And on offense, actually. Because I don't think it's going to take a lot for it to be that much more enjoyable because... I don't think he's going to put together some top ten class before signing day, but he... All he has to do is sign one or two awesome prospects that would have never gone to Carolina otherwise, yeah. and that's success. And I think that's a very like reasonable, like really, just if he can get one elite prospect, just one, just one, one, one difference maker, get a playmaker, preferably we, we talk, like, on defense. That's the thing we missed yeah. all season was just a playmaker, a playmaker on, a guy on both who, sides of the ball, or even on one, just. And I mean, look, I, look. I know everyone's like always, always, always saying get the ball in the Farrell's hands. But look, man, Ryan, Ronnie Farrell, the backfield just didn't just work. Didn't this work. Season. Didn't he work. Just, he's, um, a, he's a good receiver. He's a good. He's, he's a, guy a great who, receiver who can, yeah. who can make plays happen after he gets the ball thrown. The, to fact, him. the fact that he almost had a thousand yards receiving with mm-hmm. the quarterback situation is nothing short of amazing. With with Perry, Perry Orth literally throwing under two thousand yards. God bless the kid. Though. God bless him. I, I actually, I actually had, I, I just kind of wanted to check the rankings. I couldn't believe it. Both in passing yards and rushing yards, South Carolina, 86th in the nation. And in both individually. That's pretty impressive. How, how weird is that? <laughs> like, that, that sums it up perfectly. They it were does. Just, they were just blah. You and know? I mean, and I mean, as much as... 86th, as bad as that sounds, there's, nowadays there's still like 40 teams That's below like you. 40 teams below you. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, the defense was in the triple ring to the triple Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, and the, you know, you know what's sad? It's actually that was actually an improvement from last season. <sighs> Although it's it not more brutal to watch this season. I don't know if it's because the offense last year was better. Or I think it I think it, looked, so it definitely looked more brutal because you had. I always say that if the, if you could have switched swap the teams with offense and defense, 2014 2015, you would get you would have gotten a better team than seven and six in 2014. Because as bad as things have been this these past two seasons. They've lost a lot of close games that they've yeah, won in the past. Like true. they didn't have to be that much better to win a oh, lot more games over the past twenty something. But I mean, freaking the Florida game for crying out loud could have mm-hmm. beat Florida. <laughs> Don't even get me started. But yeah, I mean, what we're talking about just things will be different. I think the things are going to be a lot more enjoyable to watch, and a, not a ton has to happen when, in the meantime yeah. for that to happen. Just get ri- if they just improve just in a normal progression way. Just from one season to another in ways that teams are supposed di- to just in discipline and effort alone, I feel yeah. like that would already make things look better. And definitely excitement. I mean, the psych- so, um, where they have to be psychologically you know, already is totally Then different. there's plenty to be excited about. All you got to do is hold on to Brandon McIlwain and you have a quarterback that gets people excited. Boom. And like you said, he's got a four-star receiver coming in if you hold on to them. It's just like there's – you only have to add a couple more pieces for it to be exciting. For like yeah. there to be – like I always – um, point to Stefan Gilmore as like one of the first recruits that was just you can't wait to see him on campus. Like I know the 2007 class was really good and that laid the foundation for those teams to be really good in the future. Stefan Gilmore was a kid that 
South Carolina would have never gotten in the past. Yeah. And that was I just I just remember being super psyched, more so than like an all shot or anybody. I was so psyched to see him. And then a Lattimore, so psyched to see a Lattimore. And I think he can pull, I think he can pull one or two kids that would have at least the potential to be like a playmaker you can lean on and, and like just give you something to be excited about. Is, do you think there's anybody coming in from that class this year? I mean, like, I mean, I have no idea who he's going to be able to flip. You know, he might get Marlin character back. Who knows? I'm, you know, Chris and Wes are the recruiting guys, so I, and there hasn't even been South Carolina recruiting for the past like however many months, God. and that's been really disorienting, especially for us and and the rivals family. Just, I mean, you're used to football recruiting taking up such a huge portion of what you pay attention to with football. Yeah. That kind of got taken away. It's really weird. Um, so, yeah, I feel rusty. I'm sure a lot of people feel rusty. But it's going to be exciting to, just to see. He's got a reputation for flipping committed prospects. Um, I feel like he's, you and know. And it's just, I feel like Carolina's finally gotten with the times. Yeah. And they still, they didn't recruit terribly. They're a better team than their record, obviously, but, like, Last year's class had some pretty good signees. You know, they had a lot of four stars. If you if you subscribe to stars, um, not the channel, the <laughs> the philosophy, if you will. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I think they're better off than a lot of people think when you lose to the Citadel and you're three and nine, and it looks everything looks like a dumpster fire. It I really so it looks so <laughs> bad, but I really I'm not saying it's great. I just don't think it's that bad. Yeah. I don't think it's as bad, and with, with Muschamp coming too, a lot of people aren't psyched about that. I wasn't psyched, but I'm still not really that psyched. But I mean, that's totally fine, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he hasn't you know. done anything either way. His first his first real checkpoint is signing day. Yeah, and that should be one of his stronger areas. So that should be he should be able to enter spring practice with momentum, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, um, I haven't even. Looked at the schedule for next season. I know it way. starts with ECU, if I'm not mistaken, or is it Vanderbilt? I don't know. I, no, McMuffin McNeil is no longer oh, at ECU. So dumb. Oh, McMuffin, so where have you gone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, McMuffin, that's just that was dumb. So they, yeah, they they actually opened they opened with Vanderbilt September first. Yeah, September 1st. Thursday night. Thursday night. Life in the fast lane. <laughs> then Mississippi, at Mississippi State, so back to back away games. Um, then the, East Carolina, the, at the home. McMuffinless East Carolina. McMuffin, the East Man, West. I feel like I feel like McMuffin should have gone to Missouri. That seems like that would have been. He seems like he would have been good for that. Yeah, totally. Is Missouri hired their coach yet? Yeah, I forget who it was. A coordinator from yeah. This is I should know this. Great radio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's just look it up right now. Um, but then after. After um, ECU, they're back on the road. Barry Odom. Is Barry Odom, is that? Oh, Barry Odom. Another God, what's with all these SEC coaches going back to her all that matters? Oh, he was um, a defensive quarterback. He's, he he played, from played at Missouri, too, Okay, um, as a middle linebacker. Uh, no, he's still actually, it looks like they're going through for, with him through the season. He's actually from defensive corner in Missouri. I don't know why I thought he was. Like prior to Missouri, else's. he was defensive corner in Memphis for three years. And then a coach in Missouri for like a you know as a graduate assistant. People, so, I mean, when it's the alma mater, that's pretty huge. Like, 
while we're talking about our head coaching changes uh, going on, and by our, of course, I mean University of South Carolina, which you're not affiliated with in any way, shape, or form. Nope. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely not. Um, a lot of, I mean, like the head, the really the head coaching changes have really occupied this entire season. You know, obviously South Carolina experienced it firsthand, but our our alma mater, Dino Babers, he's at, he's at Syracuse now. Yeah, I saw that. Really, a quick jump because he loses yeah. his first season at Bowling Green. Yeah, I mean, God, it produced Green. Matt Johnson. Bowling Matty. Green, Matty Johnson wasn't bad last year, but he was not baller status. I guarantee he balled. Out. He balled I pretty hard. If, he could use another season of balling. Yeah, but can you believe, like, if someone would have made you the offer for Matty Johnson before the season started at Carolina, would you have taken that? No I, one. You would have been like Connor Mitch is going to go the distance. <laughs> And Connor Mitch, he's gonna go the distance, lead us to the SEC title. <laughs> he's gonna throw for four thousand yards. He, <sighs> oh no. my god! And you wouldn't have got like, what's really gonna happen with Mitch when Ma- if McElroy sticks around? I don't know a ton about Roper's offense except for you know it's a spread, but I've heard it's a lot of running. It's running intensive, oh, which, well, at, yeah. which out the gate you're gonna think Nunez. Muschamp said it's going to be a spread offense. Well, yeah, so I, but you know, spread. There's a difference between a power run spread yeah. and a air raid spread. Sure, sure. So, Mitch is more athletic than you'd think, but I don't think he would excel there. You got to wonder if he'd transfer. Um, it's getting crowded. I mean, like with him, Nunez and McElwain. I mean, I just feel like Nunez and McElwain are going to have the leg up. Yeah, um, and even Perry Orth is a good would be a good backup. You know, he shouldn't be your starter, but, like, he's more athletic than you'd think. Like, he... Yeah. He's, Ran a lot. He, you know, physically kind of looks like Brandon McElwain before you cut the... T- you know, before you hit play. And... And the speed. Yeah, yeah. Actually, before. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> he made... I thought he made the best of his situation this year, you know? Dude, did you go for a walk-out to, to actually start yeah, like, from the majority of the season? Yeah, he was, he, he was incredibly inconsistent, but, you know, he got yeah. hot. He got hot on a few drives, you know? For three he, against Clemson. Yeah, that's not nothing, bro. That's you not know? nothing. That's not nothing. Is all I'm saying. He didn't make half of his other of the passes in general. I mean, went twelve for twenty nine yeah. that game. But he still. did, but you know, <laughs> I think it was fourteen for twenty nine. That's weird that I thought that. Our man Skarnecki. Oh, the final pass of the Spurrier. The his <laughs> only his only pass is the final pass of the Spurrier area. You can't crazy. Beat that. Just crazy thing about Lucy. Our dog is very rambunctious. Oh, Louie, 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 Louie. Well, I mean, really, let's get, you know, back at the matter of hand. Muschamp, you know, X's and O's. Who freaking cares? Who freaking cares about playbooks? Who freaking cares about college football? I'm talking about movies. Movies? I'm not talking about Hollywood. I'm talking about Will Muschamp's Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood, South Carolina brings you Will Muschamp. <laughs> I would go... To Will Muschamp's Hollywood Cafe. Absolutely. I would 100% go there. I bet it's fair movie like World War II movies and like, you know, other... He's, a, doc- he's a documentary guy. I can see... Oh, yeah. He definitely watches a lot of History Channel. He watches, but The Replacements? Mm-hmm. He's a big Hoosiers guy, I bet. Big Hoosiers Like, guy. when he wants to lighten things up, he'll watch either The Waterboy or The Replacements. <laughs> and when he's, you know, when he's feeling deep... And 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 mournful maybe or just a little serious. He'll watch, he watch Hoosiers. He'll fast forward just to only the football parts of any given Sunday. Natch. Or 
The Longest Day with Sean Connery. World War Two, like we said. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you think that... I was about to ask you, do you think that's his favorite war movie? What's his favorite war movie, do you think? I'm thinking We Were Soldiers with Mel Gibson, because I feel like, you know, take all the racism out of it, and I feel like he identifies... And the with weird like, Catholicism. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like he takes... He identifies with Mel Gibson as, like, a leader. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, those are his favorite war movies are where he identifies with the commanding officer, you know, the captain, or what have you. Let me. Do you think he's a bigger fan of We Were Soldiers or The Patriot? You know what? You, you, you outsmarted me. Because <laughs> it's The Patriot. <laughs> Mel Gibson's much more of a leader in that. Yeah. He's got a ragtag gr- crew. All right, so like, if we're going into Mel Gibson, I've, so, you know... One round knockout sort of thing, knockout tourney here. Got Patriot for him, but then Braveheart again, a leader. Love actually, it. Academy Award nominated film. Yeah, like actually, like, that's the original. We'll give it. That's if, the original. That's, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, yeah. I think uh, I got a real excitement for when you said other Mel Gibson movies. Who is, who is his Danny Glover in mm. Lethal Weapon? Tell you, it's not gonna be. It's not going to be whammy, Ward. It's not going to be whammy. For, I guess for argument's sake, since he's only made a few hires, probably going to be his D coordinator, yeah. T-Rob. I don't know yeah, enough about him for a good Danny Glover. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I, mean, unless I think like, G.A. Really... Mangus would be a great Danny Glover for him. <laughs> if he hung around. Yeah, I wish, I wish he would. He's not going to. I wish but then again, that implies that they're both, yeah... I guess about, I guess about, GA's about, not laid back. Like He's too laid back to be Danny. Let me, let me you this. Danny Glover's a little more uptight. Danny Glover I'm too old for this. wearing the Ellis Johnson hat. You got to the Ellis Johnson point the exact same time. <laughs> Ellis Johnson's is Danny Glover because he's yeah. older. Yep. He's going to say, I'm getting too old for this shit. Yep. And I guarantee you, somewhere, Ellis Johnson's got a hand cannon revolver <laughs> like Danny Glover. And when he goes shooting at the range, he says, it's just been revoked on the, last, on the last set of every trip. Just mumbles it to himself. Yeah. Actually, he says he screams it because he's got the giant headphones on. <laughs> so, so he can hear himself. Yeah, he wants, to hear, he wants to hear himself. He wants to hear himself say it. And his earmuffs are just as comically large as his hat. And, and of course, Ellis Johnson's favorite movies, Clint Eastwood movies. Ooh, yeah, yeah. He's a big, big Clint Eastwood fan. Absolutely. He's got the definitive collection on mm. DVD, Blu-ray, mm. VHS, reel-to-reel, the whole shebang. <laughs> reel-to-reel? He's an older Laser guy. Disc. He's an older guy. Have they released a, a Clint Eastwood collection that he knows early? The guy. Oh, for real? <laughs> he knows the guy who and he told he told the guy, make me a real real. He, he moonlighted as a projectionist <laughs> at a theater, I'm sure, in his long storied career. At, at a at a moving picture show house? Yeah. He was around picture with talkies. <laughs> it was a big deal. Has has Alice Johnson ever worn a newsboy cap and knickerbockers? The answer is yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> he is he is era appropriate, very era appropriate. Because what he's what eighty <laughs> two. We're gonna we we can't we, we can't burn a potential Ellis Johnson bridge. <laughs> what 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 are we gonna do if we met Ellis Johnson? What would happen if you met Ellis Johnson? You, he's he literally he, you it's you it's him. You've made eye contact. There's no going back. You gotta say something, to Ellis Johnson. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do I apologize for all of this? Now, this is going under a bold presumption that Ellis Johnson, A, knows what podcasts are, going one step backwards, 
knows what the internet is, going one step backwards, knows what computers are, going one step backwards, knows what a, a projected image from the screen is, other than the ones he saw at the picture house they worked at in 1932. He works at a university. I'm pretty sure Auburn had some flat screen TVs, and he was like, whoa. Whoa. Let's take a step back, because my office has a tube TV. What's going on here? Can you imagine him working with the tablets in the NFL? Like, the, like they all do that now. And, like, imagine Ellis Johnson being given a tablet and saying, here, that's... that's with no instruction? With no, with no further instruction? No. He's not... First of all, he's He not would break talk. it, three-hole punching it for his bunders. <laughs> <laughs> he would crack straight through the prongs, just going... <laughs> Couldn't do it. He'd be on his fifth, his fifth one before the first game. <laughs> well, well, look, we got to this title of the conversation because we were talking about Hollywood Wilmot's champ. Wow. <laughs> it took us that long? <laughs> we went out well, real... We're saying who is Danny Glover would be, and I, yeah, I think Ellis Johnson definitely is Johnson. clearly the, the Danny Glover. Yeah, definitely, and then because um, we won the Mel Gibson t- tirade there, you know, for the, the tournament. Game back to it, if Will Muschamp was a character in the film... That was presumed. That was going to be based on a true story. Um, what? Who would who would play Will Muschamp? Hmm. Who did we talk about earlier? Uh, I said I, Rob Wiggle. Rob Rob Wiggle. <laughs> but this was a comedy thing. If it was comedy, yeah. I think Rob Wiggle is the easy, easy shoe in. Well, I've always thought that he has a striking resemblance to someone in Kyle Chandler's family. Yes. He, he, he brings a lot of Coach Taylor-isms. Well, I was actually going to say when we were talking about Kirby Smart earlier is that Kirby Smart looks a lot like Coach Taylor. He really and is. Since they're identical twins. It makes sense. Get yeah. somebody in, both in the family. Yeah. <laughs> both in the family. <laughs> it's a family affair. Kirby Smart and Will Muschamp, uh, brothers. Secret different brothers? sign? Different sidelines. Because <laughs> they'd, bro- they'd be brothers that coach against each other. Naturally. Naturally. Um, oh, man, I thought I had a good one earlier, and it's making me mad now. We we half joked. We said Timothy Oliphant would be. <laughs> oh, is it, Timothy <laughs> Oliphant would be when Will Muschamp daydreams about himself. Absolutely, it would be oh, played God. by <laughs> Timothy Oliphant, and that brought me to. While I don't think Will Muschamp is fat, I think a shrunken down Chris Farley could do a great Will yeah. Muschamp. Oh yeah. Definitely. Something about the raspy and like the the tone of the voice. I just feel like I just see a lot. I hear a lot of Chris Farley, and really just see him. how his face shakes when he yells at referees. Just like just the, the yelling. Just I think I think it's the the crazy eyes too. Like any gif you find of Will Muschamp being crazy, Chris Farley could one million percent pull that off. Absolutely, absolutely. Because this is the ticking time bomb. Yeah, that's the other factor about Muschamp is that he's a guy where. Be, you know he's not animated when you when you really like you're talking with him or anything like that. But man, when he explodes, he explodes, and it is hilarious. I imagine now that he's like a rich guy that every house he's moved into has like a padded screening <laughs> room that he can just go in and like. I mean, his wife obviously knows who he is these days. Yeah. It's just like it's always in it's always in the plans. Every, she insisted on it. Yeah, and he just there's like. Um, those self-defense dummies that you practice karate on with all of his, like, previous employers' faces on it or something. <laughs> and he's just, karate, 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 karate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, is that all I have on the Muschamp era? 
Muschamp era, I, I mean, I, I think that's the only thing we plan to talk about anyways. I, I'm just, I guess I'm excited, just like feeling why. It's just, like, no matter you know, what your opinion is on Will Muschamp, this is something different. Yeah. And I think everyone is excited to see that. And I'm, I'm, I was going to be optimistic, unless it was a truly horrific coaching decision. Which, it looked like for a second, I, mean, Muschamp, I really felt like Muschamp was going to be a horrific decision. I'll take Will Muschamp any day over Rich Rod. I can't believe Rich Rod was an actual interview. I really can't believe that they actually I mean, I don't an question an interview as much, because like Arizona's gotten, is in under a decent direction under him. But Fine. He's, I just don't see any, I don't see any value in bringing him over here. No. If no. it was West Virginia, Rich Rod... Sure. I would be psyched. For yeah, that. absolutely. Pat White and hold on, Steve Slayton. Yeah, I take some of that. I take me a Steve Slayton, <laughs> but Steve Slayton, one of the one of the, the original like fifteen Houston Texans running backs that had a great season and then one vanished. one year and vanished. One year and vanished. Yeah, but then he really he really knocked Michigan off whatever shelf they were on. Yeah, really. I mean, people forget like Brady Hoke is is recent memory, but Rich Rod really started he, dragging he, that down. <laughs> Drug he pulled, he was in quicksand and drug everyone down with him. Yeah, God, what is? It's weird how that happens to teams where it's just like no matter no matter where you are in the standings, no matter how high up you are, it could, it, it literally could just happen. It just happens. It just happens where it's just one like it, one bad year recruiting or My, injuries or just bad coaching. Miami is Yo, just, oh God, Miami has been is is peaks and valleys like not or unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievably low, unbelievably high. Like to the point where like the program is almost dead, and then it it, it bounces back and then it's collapsing and again. Ten thousand people go to football games, and it's, yeah, we're talking about the U. We're talking about the U. Some of the best thirty for thirties in existence. What do you think about Rick to Miami? I like. I it. like it. I love it. Uh, I like that it's in the ACC. I think mm. he's got a lot. I would have taken him as Carolina's coach. A lot of people wouldn't. I would have been totally pleased with that. Um. And in that recruiting area, his alma, I mean, he's going to wreck. He he's is going to wreck. wreck. You want to talk about the comeback Miami? Be, like, man. Even and like, that would be cool. That would just be and cool. And he's still going to have, like, Brad Kaya to build yeah. up. It would just, yeah, it would be really cool to see Miami. Because I think cultural ball is a better place when Miami is good at football. Absolutely. And to see him at the helm, and you don't have to see him in division every year. Yeah. I've always, as much as I have not liked Georgia... When I was like a hardcore fan, like I've never not liked Mark Richt, which is something. Yeah, there's plenty of other coaches I have heavy negative opinions of, but he seems like a decent dude. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't. I don't know. I, I get, I'm. I read a lot into to vibes and auras, and I don't know. Some some about him just you know, it, I don't know. It throws me off. But I think he's a great coach. I can't deny the records. Can't deny the recruiting. I think Miami's definitely going to be better. And I mean, in a lot of ways, Georgia is Miami. It's fertile recruiting territory and weak mm. division. Mm. Can't, that's, a, that's a good combination. If nothing else, we should be rooting for them to destroy Clemson in the yeah. ACC. Agreed. North Carolina, Miami, beating up on, on Clemson again. God, Clemson is going to... I don't know how this Oklahoma game is going to go. They're not winning the national championship, right? Um, is that crazy? I really just don't see that Let's happening. put it this way. If they do, there's no arguing. There's no... <laughs> It's like all right. Well, okay. as much as yeah, I as true. much as I can't stand Ohio State when they won last year, I was like, well, they did it. You beat you beat Alabama. You beat <laughs> with a third string quarterback. You like, beat Alabama. Yeah. All right. Then it, cool, then it works. Cool. So like, you would <laughs> obviously right. like to see more teams get into the playoffs, but 
We'll take what we can get, and it's at least definitive answers. And yeah. I think that's a pretty solid four, final four. Like, I'm excited to see. I think Oklahoma and Michigan State are, are good threes and fours. Definitely. Um, so let's, I'm just looking one more time at just some of these coaching changes. Otherwise, not a ton of exciting stuff. Um, Justin Fuente, who was a brief candidate. Not Virginia Tech. Weird how that fell off. Really, I guess it really kind of after Memphis lost that first game. Well, I, I don't think it's so much as like they didn't like Fuente as much as they chose to really go in the Herman direction, and they chose to really like Kirby Smart too. And I think they really believed, and a lot of people did, that they would get one of those two people. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure around that same time, Virginia Tech wisely. Made him their one of their top priorities. I assume didn't hear their names and many others, but um, yeah, I think that was, I think that was a good match for them. I think Virginia, I think college football is a better place when Virginia Tech's good at football too. You Definitely, know? I remember them being like really good, especially like when them and Miami were still in the Big East. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Virginia Tech was they were really Michael Vick, Marcus Vick, Tyra Taylor. Yeah, man, Marcus Vick was actually good. I mean, early nineties, really. Yeah. I mean, even they had they had a great run there, and it's like. You know, it's. I hate to keep saying, you know, talking about like the big programs and stuff like that, but, you know, big programs, they do come with the big fan bases and they come with ratings and they, you know, kind of. In general, you know, what's, what's, you know, what's good for the, you know, the bigger programs is usually ends up being good for the little programs, but at the same time. Well, it was like, I'm ready, I'm really ready for like a big, a major flip. Like, if North yeah. Carolina became a good football team, like, what's that? That, that never really has been a consistent thing. If that happened, that'd be great. Um,. You know, if if somebody else in the SEC was just in power for a little bit longer than a single year, yeah, that's that'd true. Be nice. Well, see, I think the positives with like a Miami and a Virginia Tech getting better is if the ACC gets better. Dino Babbers going to Syracuse, like oh, if yeah. the ACC can get good, then you don't have two you don't have two teams that have are threat to go undefeated, and then a bunch of second tier teams. Yeah. You would have more a Clemson and Florida State would be a danger of losing. More games yeah. because they're really not in danger of losing six or seven games easy, you know. Gotta get some like actual real competition. Yeah, like, real. and then the ACC <laughs> will start to cannibalize itself a little bit, and that's better for college football. Trim the fat. Yeah, I think it's great that the American Athletic Conference is oh, so good they got this year. great teams. Freaking ranked Navy. Never ranked in my Navy. life outside of NCAA. Ranked on, Navy. On Houston Xbox. back. Houston back. Houston. And Herman with five-year contract sticks. I hope I hope he sticks around for that. I, I always said that like I never time. thought it was going to be the end of the world if Carolina didn't get Herman, but that would have sucked if he went to Georgia, yeah, or Missouri, yeah, for that matter. Like, there's far worse than Carolina not getting him. If he would have gone to a division opponent, that would have not been fun. Yeah, um, I, you know, in terms of other conference outlooks, I mean, Big Ten, it's it's you know with I undefeated Iowa getting. Getting pretty, I mean, I'll say cleanly beat by by Michigan State. It's just you know it's another conference where and, and this again it's other conferences too where it's like you just you see these teams win a lot of games and you just keep waiting for somebody like actually good to face. Them. Yeah, with Clemson right now. Yeah, we're like we just keep waiting like oh Alabama. Yeah, oh Oklahoma, come on, do it. And you know beat Notre Dame in a monsoon against their third string quarterback. Yeah. You just want you want to see. You just want to see an opponent give them a good shot. Yeah. And if they win, then they win. You know? Yeah. And the Because, you know, I think playoff games can be weird because 
college or pros, any team can lay an egg in a playoff game, and it's not it's not a good game they played or whatever. Yeah. And you just want to see two teams really play a good game, and then whoever wins, wins. Wins. No onside kicks getting wrongly flagged, none of that crap, just competition. See yeah. who actually does it. I, I'm always in favor of just seeing good teams play good teams. Mm-hmm. I want to see, like, that's why it's so exciting to see, you know, like when, when Houston, you know, gets the big wins, or when, you know, Memphis beat Ole Miss earlier this year. Just to see, like, you know, little teams beat big teams. I want yeah. to see that. I want to see, because it means, it means it's good for all of college football to it's see It's a wake-up call for the big teams, yeah. and it gives the, the small teams, see? Yeah, and then, you know, if, if you're, you know, if you're a recruit, it's not, then it comes better for the NFL. So yeah. yeah. So if you're a recruit, you're not just looking at the big schools, because you know that you can also still get drafted. If you go to I wish schools. more kids... I don't know. I think it's you gotta think about how like fearless and invincible you feel when you're 16 and 17, and I can't even imagine strapping that much talent on top of that perspective. Yeah. And then all these kids who go to these power five schools, these awesome, these Alabamas. The reason Alabama has five and four star kids on their depth chart not starting is because these kids all they have confidence. They think they're gonna start at Alabama. That's why they go to Alabama. They don't go to Alabama to be. A, you know, a third cornerback for four years. They go to be the starters, and you wish at least at some point. Yeah, yeah. You, you wish these kids. You wish I wish I just wish more of these kids were like you know what I'm gonna go to Kansas so I can be so I can rush for like ten thousand yards. You know, like, <laughs> I just think that would be cool. Um, especially when like Carolina sucked. You know, it'd just it'd be more parody. It'd be and it would be think about how many kids. Never get a shot at the NFL that might have been good enough if in a different opportunity. Yeah. You know? Or like, you know, how you see some guys who who were backups all throughout college still get drafted mm-hmm. and they end up still they end up being good. Yeah. You know, just because it's just they had the tools they just didn't Matt you know, Castle all day. Matt Castle, I wish he wasn't the, the biggest example. <laughs> That's really hurt my buddy. Yep, 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 yep. Or, you know, like those one-and-done quarterbacks who are backups until they're a senior and have one good year. That's always like a consistent yeah. negative. Slash any quarterback at USC. Again, again with the Matt Castle. Yeah. Any quarterback at USC. They're not good. Just play one year and just look. Uh, Sanchez. Fr- yeah. Freaking uh, Matt, Bra- Matt, Matt. Matt Barkley? Matt, like Matt Bradford. How <laughs> did I show Matthew of Stafford and Barkley? Um, yeah, Matt Barkley. Like, why was he ever ever considered as, like, a really top quarterback prospect. No baffling to me. Well, your Jimmy Clausen would have been another one of those if he didn't. Yeah. If he just chose to go to Notre Dame. He was still destined to be a Southern Cal quarterback. All these gangly-eyed... Uh, white gangly kids. Eyed, gangly-armed white kids. John David Booty, boy. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> I don't know name. how they... They don't have any arm string. They're just these, these, you know, these high school blonde golden kids. And they're like, yeah, that looks good for our... That looks good. Yeah. And they don't think about the actual, you know, talent or anything. I think that's the Pac-12, 10 thing with just, there's like, teams on the bottom that aren't that good. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Washington State, man. Freaking bowl bound. Let's do it. Let's get 7,000 passing yards. It's good for football. It is good for football. I don't care what anybody says. I'm all in favor of offense all the time. Offense is fun. I like defense. I like I like it when your team has defense. Yeah. You know? I, it's, I don't understand why I don't understand people who can be so like just don't I, think, I think at the, at the end of the day you just want at the end of the day you want that good balance to where the touchdowns mean something too sure. you know you want defenses to be good enough to make it an accomplishment give you me, want to see a, points give us a 40 burgers though all day 40 give me burgers 40 burgers on 40 burgers those are fun they're fun games yeah 
No, yeah. no. And it's not like it, it, you know, it's not like it has, it can go, you know, without, you know, some good defensive stops and stuff like that. You know, just have some quick drives, big plays, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We're fun. All right, you want to get a round of burgers? Yeah, let's get out of here. Folks, thank you again for uh, listening to this sort of bit on the haphazard side of things for uh, this return podcast. We're definitely just going to try to make this a bit more regular in the off-season like we did previously. I don't know what it is about off-season us doing podcasts. Why it's can't we do podcasts during the season? Because there's less to, to do in the off-season. Yeah, we, we, have, we, have, I, we have jobs. I mean, this is, like our, this, <laughs> is like our, this is like our second or third attempt at it, too. Yeah. So we've tried and it just didn't click. Yeah. This has been the most clicking. Yeah, it's just us and, you know, again... There's more click potential. Too. Look, on Gamecock Central, you can see all the experts talking on their podcast. You can see their stuff. They got real expert opinions. Us, just kind of just talking. Just a couple dudes. A couple dudes. Yeah, you know, just like, <laughs> just like Rickson Lane, we're talking about whatever we want. That's right. Shout out to Big Ricks. I love Rickson. Life in the fast lane. <laughs> Life in the fast lane.